everyone and welcome to the Disruptive Niche, showcasing the best of disruptive and niche businesses around. And today we're really, really pleased to say we have got someone who's talking to us all the way from Ontario in Canada and we've got the a person who is at the top of his game um, in what he does. I'm going to hand over to John in a second, but to say we've got the fabulous John from Local SEO Search all the way in Canada who's coming to talk to us. So, John, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Well, thank you for having me, Jet. I'm excited and delighted to be on your show today. Oh, thank you. So, I mean, SEO, it's one of those things where 10, 15 years ago, no one even knew what it meant, really, did we? So what is SEO? Uh, it's short form for search engine optimization. And as you know, uh, there's a couple major players for search engines. There's Google, Yahoo, Bing, and there's a lot of other ones like DuckDuckGo. And it used to be AltaVista or Excite, et cetera. Um, but what you want to understand is how do you appear on the first page of Google? Because ultimately you and like myself, we don't go past the first page. So optimizing your website so that you appear in front of the active users or potential people searching for your services or product uh, organically. So naturally without paying for ads, but appearing on the map or below the map. Uh, that's why I help business owners achieve, which is become an expert or a thought leader in their own uh, domain, which is niche uh, industry. Okay. So, I mean, you were saying about getting on the first page of, of Google. We, we very rarely go past that, do we? And you're talking about paying for ads as well. Is, do people, I mean, is there still a merit in paying for ads? Yeah, a lot of people still do because it's the fastest and easiest way to appear in front of your ideal customers or potential prospects, right? Um, the challenge is as a consumer, as a user, when was the last time you clicked on an ad versus trying to appear, uh, click on the map or below? Um, so you have to understand like positioning wise, you probably want to position yourself as a leader, as an expert. However, it does take time. Um, and you have to understand the whole industry of how Google works, as well as what your customers are actually seeking out. So there's a lot of factors to consider. I know. I mean, I, I very rarely write blog posts at all, but I actually wrote a blog post today. And that was, I loved doing that. The thing that really did my head in was looking at the, the, the search engine optimization, the SEO to get the blog on that. And oh my God, it was literally doing my head in. Yeah, like writing blog and positioning yourself as an expert is not as easy as just writing. There's a lot of pre-writing involved, like keyword research, inbound link building, title tag optimization, images optimization. There's a lot of other factors to consider when you actually push out a piece of content or a service page or a website. So um, when, when you're a business owner, what is your time best used and served, right? Um, should you be running your business with all these other things that you have to worry about from operations, HR, sales, um, accounting, you know, all these other factors. And then of course, there's the marketing piece. And then in particular, just the online marketing. And then even narrower is the SEO piece. So I really focused on helping small, medium-sized businesses get found online on search engines. Mm. I mean, what amazes me, though, is when 
you know, you I, you get these emails from from people, primarily in India, um, where they're saying, "Oh, I can guarantee you number one." Now, I'm, I'm sure they've told that to 500 people that 500 people are guaranteed to get to number one. So there is like, there's a lot more to it, isn't there? Yeah, and if you've been in the space for a while. Um... There's no guarantees, first off, um, and you pay for what you get, just like like in life, um, and you have to understand what they're actually doing. So educate yourself. Being informed is so critical. As a business owner, you want to make sure you write, do the right moves that position you uh, in the long term because mm. short wins are very detrimental to a brand, to your business, and then your reputation gets hit right so there's a lot of other impacts that you have to consider when dealing with other vendors yeah now you've got a fascinating work history as well I mean reading up about you so you you sort of started I mean what I love about you as well is that um you you say you started you got your worth work ethic from doing paper rounds when you were like younger and both my two boys I've made them do a paper round because it gives them a sense of of getting up in the morning, of, of earning their own money and, you know, and everything. And, and it makes such a difference, doesn't it, to your work mindset when you're older? Yeah, and I didn't realize it at that time, but um, definitely you're equipping yourself with habits, which is good habits. Um, and it's not the money that you're going to make from it. It's about training yourself mentally and physically and just making sure that you have accountability more than anything um, to, you know, focus on small little goals, right? Like you have to make sure you wake up on time, collect the money on time, deliver it on time and all these other factors, because as you grow up, these are what the habits get bigger and larger and these big choices are much more impactful and they could be, you know, worth a lot more in terms of your decision versus when you first start. Right. Yeah, so definitely. Just evolving in that sense definitely has yeah. trained me. And, and I know that you started your sort of, I say proper working life at yellow pages. I mean, Oh my God, we all remember yellow pages. Don't we like you know, the, the big book and everything. And then, you went into red pages, which was a, the same as yellow pages, but for, for web directory, wasn't it? Yeah. So I actually worked at red pages first. Um, and that was my first foray of like my first job, for instance, also of university. And it was a great concept. So this was back in 2003. This is before Google kind of took off. And um, at that time, we were still dial up. We were still 3G, 3G, I would say, and we didn't have smartphones yet. We had Motorola flip phones or Nokia. We had Pentium 2 computers, right? Um, And it took a long time to boot up computers. It took a long time to navigate on a web browser. It took a long time to actually send an email. So it was a great concept having a physical directory of every single website locally, um, and then mailed out to every single home, business, apartment, etc. So the concept was great. However, as you know, what happened, Google kind of evolved, technology evolved, and now everyone has a smartphone at their fingertips. And that idea and concept kind of went away. <laughs> I know, but I mean, it, it's frightening, though, isn't it? When you think how much technology and the speed and everything has grown in such a short amount of time. 
Yes, uh, definitely. Especially in the last five years, I would say it's evolved even faster. Like, mm-hmm. look at the the power of that phone that you have, your smartphone. Let it be an Apple or whatever it may be. Right? You can have GPS, which used to be a separate GPS on your computer on, on your car. Right? You now have a picture. You can take pictures and videos, camcorders, and photography is now wiped out. Like these industries. MP3 players, yeah. this man. Now it's all on your device, right? Yeah, yeah. Like everything from gaming to email to browsing, everything is there. And you're like, wow, these industries that evolved and took so many years to, you know, get to where they are now are completely wiped out. And now, you know, that smartphone is so powerful. From yeah. YouTube videos to, you know, you can stream movies online, right? Like. Everything is there. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I know, I see it because obviously, you know, I do the smartphone photography workshops, and I, I use, I always say that we used to have a phone that took pictures. We've now got a camera that makes a phone call because primarily you use your phone as a camera or as a computer. You, you know, if your phone rings, you like, oh my god, my phone's ringing. Who's phoning me? You know, and it's so like, it's so alien now to have a phone that rings, isn't it? it you're basically using your phone as a computer as a camera. Exactly. It's uh, it's we don't even know what's going to happen next five years. Like, are we going to have a chip in our body? Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> now, you you briefly mentioned like after university, and I read that you um you spent a year was it a year at Lancaster University over here in Britain? How did you find that? Yeah, Lake District. So my third year of university, I uh, had a privilege to do an exchange program. It was my first time traveling. Um, when I traveled, uh, when I was growing up, we didn't have much, right? Like we we didn't fly ever. When I like when I traveled, it was one hour away, which was driving to Toronto. So we lived outside of Toronto in a small town called Hamilton. And um, for me, it was more. That's what I knew. That's all I knew. And then I had the privilege to now fly. That's amazing, right? So first time getting on an airplane. This was shortly after 9-11. So in October of 2011, wow. um, first time flying. And I thought this was normal. Every security guard had machine guns, right? Everyone was armored. And I was like, oh, I guess it's super safe now. I didn't know what was going on, right? But we were, you know, level four, level five of security of yeah, everything. Yeah. And for me, it was like embracing a new country, embracing a new culture, and just living on my own in a different country, survival, eating, um, understanding like the climate, because I got sick the first couple of weeks in the Lake District. Just, Did it ever it, stop raining? It was raining quite a bit. It was very <laughs> damp. And I was just not used to it, like, climatize my body. Um, we're used to four seasons here in Canada, but not, like, really damp all the time, right? Mm. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was a great experience. I met some amazing people that I still stay in touch with. Um, and it was fun. Like, this is what life is about. Go out there, experience, and enjoy yourself, right? Like, yeah, go definitely. learn as much as you can. Embrace it. Yeah, well, because I, 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 it really sort of resonated with me because I did my teacher training degree in Ambleside in the Lake District. So oh, nice. my, I was affiliated to Lancaster University. Oh, so, yeah, so I was like, ah, yes, I was there. I was there too. 
Amazing, amazing. I, I love the culture, right, that England provides because we don't have that back like here in Canada where you have colleges within university and everyone uh, goes to the pub, local pub, every night, right? It was great to like just socially surround yourself with people that just want to, you know, have fun, right? Like yeah. just enjoy themselves, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so have you managed to come back to Britain quite a few times since then? Yeah, since then, definitely. My brother actually used to live in London. So ah. uh, he was there for 10 years and I, I was able to visit him a couple of times as well. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Um, so, well, you know, this has been a crazy old time, hasn't it? So how how has, has, has your business coped with, with COVID? Um, I would imagine because it's all online, people are crying out for you, aren't they? Yeah, so I'm very fortunate to be um, in a position where there's a huge demand, right? There's been a big shift. Um, and I stay away from Google ads or any social ads. I really focus on the long-term um, visibility of a business owner that wants to position themselves as a thought leader. So my type of client is very specific as well, like very niche, right? Um, so my profile is I want to work with someone that kind of knows how to run a business already versus someone that thinks they know how to run a business. Uh, there's a big, a big difference. difference, right? Because <laughs> uh, So for me, it's been fun. I've been able to educate and inform a lot of people and we get a lot of requests, but we are very specific in terms of who we want to work with because it's a long-term relationship that we're, you know, signing up for. So they have to fit our values as well as them wanting our service, but we want to vet them as well. So mm -hmm. it's been a good uh, last couple months, but I know there's a lot of business owners that are impacted, especially the hospitality industry. A lot of these local small, medium-sized businesses that don't even have a visual representation online, like for them to start today, they might not even be able to pay rent the next couple months, right? Um, it's very challenging for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously as much visibility as they can get is, is, is essential, isn't it? And, and also, where money is tight, you've got to think, where do I invest my money for it? And I would imagine SEO is one of the top things to do. But obviously, your your website's got to back it all up, hasn't it? So it's all one big package. Yeah. So I'm very fortunate where a lot of my clients who did get impacted, we were, you know, kept going with them, right? Because they understood the value that we brought to the table. Mm. Because eventually things would have opened up, got better. And it did take a little bit longer for a lot of these business owners for the government to open it up. But when they were ready to open, at least they're visible and they're going to get a lot more exposure and a lot more traffic that way. And yeah. they, so uh, we were the last place for a lot of business owners to cut. Um, and that's where I feel like they understand what I'm worth the company and what we're able to achieve for these business owners. So I'm very fortunate and grateful for that. And we'll continue doing what we do, which is take care of our clients, our tribe and community and try to give as much value as possible. Yeah. I mean, well, as well, because SEO is sort of in the background, isn't it? You never really, you don't see the, the sort of, it's like the, the machine, the working workings behind the business, isn't it? So, um, but for your clients to actually see, tangible results must be fantastic feeling. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, for them to not just uh, be able to grow during this tough times, but 
to see value ultimately, mm. right? If they're sticking with you, they already know and appreciate what you've been doing. Yeah. Um, it's the ones that are always complaining or not seeing value, they're going to move elsewhere, right? So I'm very fortunate in that sense. And of course, you have to know what you're doing as well, because there's a lot of people that claim what they can do, but it's all proof in the pudding. Right. Yeah, but also, you know, like we were saying, you, it's not all up to you. you the, the business owner's got to got to take responsibility as well. You can't just sit back and go, right, off you go, <laughs> sort it out, you know, because you're the one that's got to provide the content. You've got to, you know, so it, it works. But you've got to work hand in hand with your client, haven't you? So you've got to have that good relationship. Yeah, it, it starts definitely with the relationship and collaboration and making sure it's the same kind of goals, that we have, right? Yeah. Uh, it has to be in alignment for sure. Yeah. Now talking about COVID, how have you and your family coped? Um, what, what have the restrictions been like over there? Uh, so we just recently uh, started school. Um, so my son, which is uh, starting SK, um, went back to school last week and fingers crossed, um, there's no cases yet. Mm. And for us, it's all about ensuring that not only is he safe, but he's able to adapt to the new environment and allow him to be a kid again, right? Social activities, getting in front of other family members and children and uh, learning. Um, But as a parent, like it was challenging to work at home and having a child being there because it's um, a lot harder um, when they're always nagging and wanting to y- you to be with them because you being the father figure, you're not really a teacher, right? So yeah, they don't yeah, really yeah. listen to you the same way a teacher does. Um, so for me, it's, uh, you just have to enjoy what you have and really, um, be, be grateful, right. For your health and who you have around you. Oh, definitely. I think the problem that my two boys have had, I mean, my two are 16 and 14, um, the problem I too have had going back to school is the fact that they can't go to the fridge every two minutes and just eat. Mm. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm starving. It's like, no, you're not starving. You just haven't had 24 hour fridge access. So that, I think that's been the worst thing for them, to be honest. <laughs> well, they could always bring snacks. And they they got to just slowly adapt to the you know, back to how it was before. Yeah, this is true. Um, Okay, so I want to talk about your podcast as well. So in 2008, you started a podcast. um, And uh, tell us all about that. Yeah, so it was a fun little activity for um, me and the company. Um, So I I started it because I wanted to give and provide more insights and let people in on some of the experience that myself and my VP of sales, Roger, um, have endured while working at Yellow Pages with our experience. Um, so because we work with a lot of small, medium-sized business owners, a lot of them probably go through the same challenges and make the same mistakes. And we were able to speak and meet with and consulted on over 10,000 local businesses over the years. So with that insight and valuable knowledge, we wanted to at least share that. And it's no good for us to just know it. So that's a, it's giving a voice, right? And letting other entrepreneurs or business owners uh, a way for them to, you know, either listen, learn, make their own mistakes and decisions. But if I'm able to impact others, um, that's the whole beauty of, you know, a podcast. Yeah. So you and it's local SEO today is the name of the podcast, isn't it? So I feel yes, like. That's right. 
I'm I'm feel so nervous talking to you because you are the, the like the king of podcasts. You've been doing this for years, so you know I'm like, oh my god. Um, so, what type of people do you have? Do you, I mean, do you talk to people or do you just discuss what's been going on in the industry? Yeah. So early days, it was me and my VP just talking about our experience, and then as we lot, uh, ran out of ideas in terms of what to talk about, we started invest, uh, inviting guests. Um, and that's also when I started doing more public speaking as well. So uh, the, just, I always wanted to be comfortable and challenge myself in terms of like, where are my gaps? What can I improve on? And if you take that mindset of not being afraid, but wanting to get better um, and make it more of a fun adventure, that's how I take on everything, right? In my business, in my podcast, in this interview, in public speaking, um, just enjoy every moment and the process. And once you start doing that, it's a lot easier, less stress. And it's, you know, it's, people can see that you actually are having fun, right? Definitely. Oh, well, thank you. And um, so if they, if you could give, three top tips to getting your business seen what would you what would you suggest I mean obviously don't give it all away because that's why people come to you but just three sort of little top tips yeah definitely so with SEO um, because there's over 200 signals where Google is constantly um, you know changing their algorithm and there's constantly new competitors new keywords user trends my first one I would say is make sure you run a good business. So take care of foundational things in which you need to understand who your real customers are. You know, who do you want to attract? What services makes you different than your competitors? Which markets do you want to target? And really put that in a website so that people at least know who you are. Your story is unique from everyone else. Just like, a dentist down the road, there might be a hundred dentists, but your unique story is different. So let other people know about that. So having good content, understanding who you're going after. The second thing I would say is um, start producing and making a habit of writing information and position yourself as an expert, because without people knowing that you are a thought leader, um, how do you get your information out there? Having one website doesn't really do much because it's not like build it, they will come, right? Because that's how everyone thinks it is. Like Mm -hmm. I invested $5,000 on a website and wow, you know, people are going to flock to your business. Well, there's billions of websites out there. Now you have to position yourself as someone that knows what they're talking about for the customers to then trust you and in particular Google to trust you. Right. Mm. So um, then start producing information, let it be written audio, video images, whatever type of content medium that your ideal customers are consuming and ingesting and find out what kind of information they like reading. Cause ultimately what you want to serve is your ideal type of client, produce good content, position yourself as a thought leader and keep it consistent. I would focus on more in-depth information versus thin content just to say you did it. Like a social post that's one liner once a week has no impact as opposed to once a month, like an essay, well-researched information that brings a ton of value, right? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's, that's fascinating. Thank you so much. 
Just and then, and then the third thing I was going to say is um, make sure that you not only run a good business, but make sure you start building your reputation. Because mm-hmm. just like case studies, testimonials, white papers, um, it's all about how people perceive you online. If they don't know who you are, like a referral word of mouth, they're going to vet you. They're going to check you out on these different sites, Google or Yellow Pages or Facebook or whatever it is. They're going to read reviews, right? So you need to ensure that you run a good, well-oiled machine kind of business so that they're also writing a review for you because other people are reading it. And you got to make sure that it's, you know, it makes sense where you're focused on running a good business. Other people are really focused on being honest with their experience with you. So make it a a routine or habit or process so that you start collecting more third-party reviews. Yeah, that's a really good idea, actually. That's one thing I've stopped doing is I I don't know why, just I need to get more Google reviews. And I used to do, like you say, is routine, just on the end of an email. If you'd be kind enough to do this, I'd really appreciate it. And I haven't done it for ages. So um, it's something I must look into. I've written that down. <laughs> so that's one thing I'm taking away. I need to sort that out anyway. Do you think when Google like first started, they, they had any idea that they would basically rule the world? I think I, obviously every business owner goes in thinking they are the best business in the world, right? Or else why would they go into business? Um, I think they're definitely a disruptor in the industry because yellow page is pretty much dominated for generations right or centuries and now that there was a shift in technology last 20 years like internet came around computers came around and it was a perfect moment in you know for for a lot of these industries right from social media to teslas to amazons to google to really take off Mm. and it allowed you to amplify the usage and people, consumers, the ability to easily navigate quickly and decide to make their own decision. And that's their core focus, right? Making sure that all the information in the world is easily accessible at your fingertips for the personalized user. And if you continue to trust Google, you continue to use Google. So their job is to make sure that it's an accurate depiction of what you're looking for. So they continue serving up the results, but ultimately ads, right? Because that's where they make their billions yeah, of dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's fine. I mean, you mentioned Amazon as well. I mean, Amazon started as a bookseller, didn't it? Um, and, and look at them now. They, they are probably the, you know, biggest um in the in again in the world it's amazing how companies have evolved and and just like you say gone with the times and, and got bigger and bigger and bigger yeah you have to pivot you have to understand and understand where the trends are mm. and with technology and you know facebook is great example instagram's great um you know there's so many different platforms out there um you have to understand where you play in the whole pool of things as a business owner and how do you cap capture some new users, right? Uh, audience members and how they consuming information. So uh, just being more visible and being, you know, open to ideas, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're coming to the end now, which has been, it's been fascinating. Thank you so much. You, 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 still want clients in the UK and all over the world, don't you? So it's not just Canada that you work with. So who are your ideal clients, do you think, especially in the UK? 
Yeah, so for us, we've uh, ran here in Canada for the last couple of years. We're slowly getting to the U.S. market, U.K. and Australia. Uh, the reason is it's a lot easier when you can speak English and write in English. Um, so there's not that barrier, right? Um, but Google is still the dominant player for all major search engines. My ideal tribe and customer is very similar to how Yellow Pages operate their business. I focus on service-based, localized businesses um, that are looking to position themselves as thought leaders. Um, and we increase their visible presence so that it's not about generating just more views. It's all ultimately the more exposure you have digitally, it's going to equate to more leads, more sales, more top line revenue, and more profit. And you have to understand more and more people are embracing Google and search engines and digital than ever before, especially during this pandemic. Mm. Like you're forced to spend more time in front of a computer. Um, people are now home-based. So guess what? They're doing their own search at their leisure, you know, and they're t- same whenever they feel like. So you have to embrace what is out there and Google and search engines are still very, very powerful for business owners who want to capitalize because there's industries like trade shows, there's industries like radio and television newspapers that are not as impactful. Mm, definitely, definitely. Right. Well, we will put all your details onto the website and also onto iTunes as well where people can contact you and we'll put details of your podcast as well. So there's all the information there where people can get hold of you. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can get some UK traffic to you. (laughs) Well, thanks a lot, Jack. It's been a lot of fun. And for me, all the audience members who are listening, like don't be afraid of SEO. My biggest thing is work with someone that you trust, someone that you can vet and ask the right questions. And hopefully they can inform you because there's a ton of good SEO agencies locally, internationally, and there's also tons of bad ones out there. Mm -hmm. So just make sure you don't get stuck with bad ones, work with good ones that you have a gut that are really in it for the right reasons, which is helping you grow and scale and take care of your customers. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much again for your time, John. It's been absolutely fascinating and I've learned so much um, and realised it's not as scary as I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. (laughs) So, oh, thank you so much. And I hope that things in Canada get back to normal um, as soon as possible. We can get out the other side of this horrible pandemic. So um, stay safe and um, thank you so much for your time. You as well. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.